Brother, we got a savage. We got a savage on the uh, on the old podcast today, mate. It's been a it's an honor and privilege to get you on, mate. Thank you, man. I'm I'm very very blessed. And now you're walking through your hometown as a little bit of a celebrity, like you said. Uh yeah, like I, my normal day job, I, I'm a teaching assistant in a school, and and it's it's all the kids know me and all the parents know me. I my part time job, I'm a bouncer in a bar. I'm security in a bar, and uh, yeah, it's it's gotten pretty hectic. In what way, brother? Talk to me. Um, like at most ninety nine percent of the people are really cool, and they mm. they just like they're they're proud that I'm from their hometown and I'm doing big things. But there's there's uh some people that come in the bar they they think they want a shot at the title, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's always the case, right? The uh, the higher you climb, someone wants to drag you all the way back down. Yeah, Man, that's but no, right. everybody. Middletown's a good town, and they, they've been real supportive. It's fucking awesome, man. So if you're people that don't know who you are, do you want to uh, give them a little bit of a lowdown of what you do? Uh, what do I do? My, my name's Mike, Mike Deal. I'm from Middletown, Ohio in the USA, and I uh, I have one arm because I was a firefighter. I was involved in a on-duty accident where my arm was crushed between a fire truck and a wall, and they had to cut it off. So uh, now, now I do uh, adaptive or disabled strongman. That's unbelievable, mate. I think you're the first. I've seen uh, a guy in the UK. I uh, can't recall his name, so that's that's on me. But he's been he does strongman in a wheelchair. So he just see a strongman. Yeah, is, I know a lot of the guys from England. It's probably Mac McLaren or uh, Ty, uh, Martin Ty. Or there's several. Mm, that's unbelievable. But I've not seen anybody in in your position yet. So I was like, bro, this is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, man. It's cool. How did you get into it? Were you into strongman before before the accident, or or did you kind of pick it up afterwards? No, I I played uh, semi professional and professional football uh, before the accident. I went when I was a firefighter. I've spent my whole life in public service. I was in the U.S. Navy. I was a police officer, a firefighter. So I've always been physically active. But uh, I got into strongman after I lost my arm. I met a guy named James Spurgeon. The the, the man's a legend in the in the sport of disabled strongman. And he said I'd be really good at it. So now, now we battle each other all the time. He still got me though. I've never beaten him. You get that, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta get the uh, camaraderie and that little bit of competition to keep us going uh, the way. Yeah, man. He's he's from Ohio also, so uh, it's it's pretty good uh, rivalry. We have a good time. Right. So, what made you want to go into the public service? Um, when I was in high school. All I wanted to be was either a firefighter or a, or a high school teacher. And uh, I, when I got out of high school, I joined the Navy, did my four years in the Navy. And when I got out, I kind of wandered around for a little while, like, you know, you, some young guys do. Yeah. And uh, I, I decided to become a police officer because there's not a lot of people willing to do to do those things for a little bit of money and no respect, you know. So I, I, I was a police officer for a year. And after that, I... I got sick of being disrespected and treated badly, even by my own family sometimes. So I became a firefighter and everybody started loving me. <laughs> mm. It's a, it's a strange dynamic in it with, um, with the police. It seems like it's the same dynamic in no matter what country you're in, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, we rely on you to protect us, but it also fuck you. And you're just like, this yeah. doesn't make any sense guys. Like, yeah. you know, and no, they, nobody they, likes anybody that can take away their freedom, you know? 
For sure, man. But they're in handcuffs too at the end of the day. Like they got to report to somebody and they got to report to somebody else and it goes up the chain. Yeah. It's like they're just trying to do their job at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, most guys are just trying to do their job and go home to their families. That's it, you know. And um, public service is is one hell of a role, man. You know, and it takes uh, one hell of a special character to be able to to be able to get through that. Yeah. Um, I'm not real, not, I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but, uh, I'm one of those guys that just refuses to give up. And when somebody tells me I can't do something, well, you can bet your ass, I'm going to go do it now. So, <laughs> uh, that, that's why I did really well in public service. So, <laughs> mate, that sounds, uh, that sounds all too familiar for me, man. So, uh, let's talk, uh, adaptive strongman. Yeah. Limitations. There are yeah. none. I the only it. limitation is bad attitude. Um, that's why we don't like being called disabled athletes anymore. Mm-hmm. We could, uh, we're adaptive athletes because mm-hmm. with, with a little adaptation and a little forethought, we can do anything anybody else can do. I completely agree, brother. You know, we coach a lot of, um, I'm down in New Zealand and we coach a lot of adaptive athletes, whether they're neurodivergent, whether they're seated, whether they're standing, whether they've got an amputee, whether it's a, an abnormality at birth, whatever it is, right? An accident. Um, literally anybody and every everybody with some sort of adaptation, let's get in the door, let's let's figure it out, let's work out, you know, and that's what you can do, literally. And I make the same point of, okay, if you're a quote-unquote able-bodied athlete, right, like a, I hate this fucking word, but I'm going to use it because it's going to make sense, normal person, right, because yeah, what, yeah. what is normal, right, at the end of yeah. the day. Nobody's normal. But anyway, they walk into the gym like, great, you're going to have to adapt things. You know, you're going to have to adapt things every day because the body might be sore. You might have an injury. You might be a bit too stressed out. You might have a past injury from 20 years ago. Like, it's all the same. You know, we're going to have to adapt things if somebody's deaf. You know, I might have to sign with them rather than, like, talk to them for obvious reasons. You know, and um, that's, that's all it is. That's all it's about, you know, slightly just changing all it is is an adaptation and that's what we want from training anyway is for the body to adapt so why don't we adapt the apparatus to to get that same stimulus yeah that's all we ever want man is just be treated like everyone else and to to like for me this is a lot of fun and i'm having a great time traveling the world and doing big things but i just i just want people to understand you know you can do this that anybody can do this you just have to to be willing to to, to be disciplined and do hard things. You know, I preached, I, I coach high school football and I, and I preach do hard things to all of my boys because it'll make you strong. And the only way to get strong is to, to do things that are, that are more difficult and they become easier. And once they become easier, you add more weight or you add more reps to make it hard again. 100% mate. Like what's that dynamic like with the high school age? That's my oh, favorite man. age to coach, bro. Oh, uh, high school, high school boys, man. Uh, there's something else, but like my philosophy in coaching is like, I'm, I'm a really, I'm kind of a hard ass man and I'm, I'm very disciplined and old school. And, uh, but if you love them first, if you love your boys and you love your, your your students and your athletes first, they'll do anything for you because they know you care more about them than you do the sports. Mm -hmm. So like I may ride their ass. I may, I may chew, chew on them real bad. But they know at the end of the day, I love them more than I love what they're doing for me. 100%, mate. Did you ever watch um, The Last Chance You? Yeah. 
like uh what was it uh coach jb when he said uh, hate me now love me later and i really that yeah. really really resonated with me man because i've coached yeah. um that age group for a long time and it's it's my favorite age group you know the 12 to 18 the really fucked up the the juvenile detention you know the orphan yeah. the single parent i like that age group right yes, those sir. kind of like kick to the curb and just ah no don't worry about them it's like no 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 they're the lads that i'm i'm, I'm gonna worry about you know uh, let's bring them in the gym. You bring them out on the field. I'll bring them out on the gym. It's like, all right, cool. Let's teach you life through physical adversity, right? And then yes. we're also going to get some sort of discipline from that because most of us, like you and myself, we're not the smartest of cookies in the uh, in the jar. You know, we're not going to do yeah. the best in academia, and like that doesn't mean we got no space in society. That just means. You're not going to like, I don't know, be a lab scientist or something. And great, yeah, you've got enough of them. You know, we're going to do something else though. And it's rather than them looking at like, oh, I don't get A's. So I'm going to go hit the streets. You're like, whoa, that's two extremes here, mate. And we have, we've now just forgotten about the rest of the uh, the spectrum, you know? Yeah. Um, I, like I grew up, I grew up pretty blessed. My, my dad was at home. My, my stepmom was at home and, uh, but I, I did, a, I made a lot of bad choices, you know, and made, made some mistakes that that could have sent me back a long time and sent me to some pretty bad places. And uh, sports, sports kept me, kept me kind of from from going too deep into that dark place, you know. Yeah, it's got a very, very unique thing. Sport, you know, it can it can really make or break some people, and we've we we hold that responsibility in our hands as coaches, right? And we see these young men and women come through the door or come out onto the field and you're like, okay, well, um, I basically have to facilitate the the growth of these young adults at the end of the day and yeah. and plant the seed, you know, because eventually they'll end up watering it themselves. But uh, we've got to plant the seed in the in the right environment. You know, if you let them know about certain things, they might go off the next thing, you know, they're slanging and banging. You're like, uh, that's not the greatest of things that we should be doing guys or you could plant the seed about something else right and they might be growing in a different direction and that's exactly what we want yes sir what's the biggest thing that you've learned from coaching that my my job as a coach isn't to win trophies and championships and 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 win win football games it's to uh inspire young minds to to never give up, man. Adversity is going to come to everyone, but adversity causes some men to break, but it causes others to break records. It's it's uh, less about, you know, your circumstances and more about what you're made of. The same boiling water that, that softens a potato hardens an egg, you know? Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, like, I like to use use adversity and use, use hard things to, to make people tough and make them – make them understand what they're capable of, you know? Mm. In what way would you do that? So if somebody is, is listening, is like not really involved in fitness, not really got involved with, with like high school sport, what way would you, would you show them that? That's a, like a lot of the, a lot of the guys that I deal with are, are very, very disciplined and very, um, they want it. They want it really bad that their, their desire is there. But, uh, but occasionally I come across somebody that, that, they 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 may want the results, but they don't want the work, you know. And yeah. you can't have both you can't have it both ways. So you you have to like one step at a time, very slowly 
um, show them that if you work hard enough, there's nothing you can't have or do, you know, and there's going to be a lot of people that tell you, no, you can't have that. No, you can't do that. Uh, but just because they couldn't do it doesn't mean you can't do it. And people get discouraged when they don't get immediate results. We're in a fast, we're in a fast food culture now and they, they want, they want it and they want it now. And they don't want slow progress. And that, that's what sports and, and weight training and physical fitness, you have to, it's a, you're in it for the long haul. And it, it sometimes it gets difficult to, to get, get, especially young, young athletes to, to buy in to, to that, the idea that it's, it, you got, you got to keep working and you're not going to see it right away. But today, today you're going to lose one pound or you're going to gain one pound of muscle. Um, but a year from now, you're not going to be the same person you were, you know? So. For sure, man. That's why I love that barbell. You know, I think it's such a great metaphor for life, you know, at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter who puts their hands on it. You know, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't care who you are. They don't care what you've done. They don't care where you're going. They don't care what you look like, you know, your ability, your strengths, your weaknesses. They don't give a shit about you. You know, yeah, it's always going to weigh that 20 kilos, right? Or that 15 yeah. kilos to- I, I, I tell people all the time, they're like, why do you love it so much? I'm like, there's going to be a million people that, that blow smoke up your ass and tell you how great you are, and they don't even know you. And then there's going to be people that no matter what you do, they're going to they're gonna hate you. But 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. And there, there's there's some truth in that, you know? The, the, the weight room always kicks you the real deal. And you can't lie. You can't hide it. If you're not strong, you're not fucking strong. If you can't lift the weight, you can't lift it today. But if you keep working, you'll lift it. You'll lift it eventually, you know. Yeah, but, but 100%. The, but the, weight, the weight room never lies. Never lies, man, and it, it, it teaches us to be humble as well, right? Because sometimes we might still be able to lift the same weight, but it crushes our fucking soul. And then other <laughs> days, like we pick it up, and you're like, Eesh, "Did I load that right? Is that less weight?" You're like, "No, no, it's, yeah. it's the same." You're like, "What the fuck?" And it, it's that ever evolving, ever changing. And it, it teaches us to be humble as well, right? And I think that's one of yep. the, the greatest things from from that weight room, you know? It's like, you've got to be humble, man. And it teaches you balance between confidence and humble. Mm. Um, but the more the more you lift and the more you take care of yourself and the better shape you're in, the more confident you become in your ability to, to do almost anything in life. But like you said, it, it will break you if, you if you're not humble. Mm. So I kind of believe in a, in a concept that men need to suffer. And I think I think ladies do too, but I've just anecdotally just from talking to men and women, ladies probably figure it out in other ways because they're a lot smarter than we are. And yeah. dudes are a little bit, you know, less marbles upstairs and we got to go out and suffer a little bit. What is your relationship with uh, suffering? Suffering, man. Like there was a while after my accident where I was in a pretty dark place. And I had some some people that are much smarter than me that I respect a lot come to me and and give me some perspective on things. And one of the greatest lessons I was ever taught was that it's not about me, you know, and the suffering that I've been through. Um, suffering does not give you an excuse to wallow in idle self-pity, but rather gives us the perspective to address the suffering of others. You know, maybe there's someone that that's going through something. Maybe they're losing an arm. Maybe they... Maybe they were born a certain way. Uh, maybe they're just going through some shit that their brain can't handle, you know, and they're going to see, see what guys like me and James Spurgeon and podcasts like you're doing right now. And they're, they're, they're gonna, they're going to find the strength to not give up, you know, 
So what I went through, yeah, it sucked, dude. It, it was hard, but it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And my one of my favorite motivational speakers, I- Inky Johnson, he said, someday you're going to run into something that's much tougher than you. And if it's all about you, you're going to quit, mm-hmm. you know? But because it's not about me, I have I have something to 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 keep going for. You know, I have my son. I have other amputees. I have veterans. I have people that believe in me. And if I give up, they'll give up. So it's it's, it's bigger than just me. Sports and fitness, and it, it'll it'll fix your fix your life, man. If if you let it. Yeah, it really is bigger than ourselves. You know, like I think we get very self self absorbed. You know, yeah, we are everything, but we are also nothing. You know, it has to be some sort of balance between the two of those. And, um, you know, people are able to empathize with each other. You know, you're not the only person who's suffering, you know, and you got to have that conversation with yourself every day of like, it might feel like the end of the world. You might feel like nobody understands and you are just a singular figure in the darkness, right? But at the same time, you are not the only person who is suffering and people suffer in different ways. And we can connect through that weird uh, portion of life where everything feels like it's falling to pieces. And it's through that social synergy where we end up pulling everybody forwards, you know, because the pull factor is always stronger than a push, right? Yeah, and it's it's always a matter of perspective, man. What might be tough for me might be really easy for someone else. And what they're going through might, might, you know be super easy for me it's it's all different for everybody and suffering suffering like you said man it it it's 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 the universal language mm-hmm. you know everybody's going through something so it's 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 hard to explain but it's like you said it's necessary especially for men to 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 suffer because the only way to get stronger is is to to deal with pain and deal with struggle and it, it hardens you, you know, and not, not in a bad way. It, it, it can in a bad way. Some people, but like, if you're, if you're open-minded to, to dealing with the pain uh, of suffering and struggle, then you, you will, you'll get, you'll get better at it. You know, mm-hmm. just like lifting weight, say five pounds is heavy. Next day you can lift 10, like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, whenever I'm going through it, man, I, I don't, I don't ask God for a lighter load. I ask for a stronger back, you know? 100%. And that's how we grow as well, right? You know, yeah. it's uh, it's Milo and the bull. You know, that old Greek uh, yeah. Greek mythology. It's like he picked up a calf and walked with it. And every single day he kept picking up this same cow until it turned into this massive monstrosity. And the next thing you know, you, you, you're walking around with this huge beast on your back. You're like, yeah, like it's just a obviously the basis of progressive overload for yeah. modern strength and conditioning. But at the same time, it's like that is also upstairs as well. You know, yeah. if you able to endure a little piece of suffering, you know, when you're young and then you slowly just ramp up that dose, you know, essentially you're going to be able to endure everything. You're going to be a yeah. lot harder to kill. You know, it's like yeah. that slow, if you poison yourself, with a microdose very, very slowly, you know, every single day, you smash yourself with a big dose. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. It's just the same with the mind. And I think, I think again, like relating it back to our thing of physical adversity, I think it's got a really unique, really unique thing because we can also improve our health, right? 
we can also Im improve our body, you know, bone density, strength, muscle mass, hormones, all that stuff. But we're able to yeah. also improve the mind as well. And uh, at the same time, and that's, that's really important. Yeah. Uh, everything in life is about balance and nothing will bring you more balance than, than, than suffering and being humbled. So. Bro, what's your purpose? Yeah. What's your purpose? My, my purpose. Um, I just want one little kid to look at me someday and say, because of you, I didn't give up. That's mm. it. That's all I'm looking for. Mm. I think you've already doing that, man, but that doesn't mean you can stop. You know, nah, not, we're finally getting there. Finally, finally starting to reach people. hundred percent, man. Talk about, um, your, your day job. Um, I'm, uh, a teaching assistant at a, a school for the sixth graders in the States. It's uh, about 12 years, 11 or 12 years old. And, uh, but I only teach kids with special needs like autistic kids or kids with uh, behavioral problems or kids that, that suffer on a daily basis, but don't, they, they haven't learned yet how to deal with that in a healthy way. So what are some of the challenges that you see with this? Um, like to be honest, like communication sometimes is, is a, is a big barrier um, because they're, they're speaking in like, we may be both speaking Americanized English, but they're speaking in how they feel in, in the way they know how to communicate. And I, I'm not walking in their shoes all the time. So I, I don't understand sometimes, but the, the, the biggest like barrier to young, young people nowadays that I see is, uh, they're, they're being taught a sense of entitlement. Like the world owes you something, you know? And uh, I try to be, be kind, always be kind, man. Cause like you, there's a lot of people you don't know anything about or what, what load they're carrying. But at the end of the day, man, just like in the weight room, nobody owes you shit. If you want it, you got to go take it. And you have to, you have to teach these kids that, yeah, you, you you can't read right now, but you can if you keep working. And I know it's hard, but you can do this. And giving up's not gonna not the answer. So a lot a lot of these kids don't have good home lives, and uh, they don't get the support at home that they're that we're trying to give them at school. And a, a lot of the barriers are socioeconomic. There, I I don't really see a lot of racial issues, but I see some socioeconomic issues. Um, people that have and people that don't have, there's a huge difference in the way they, they raise their kids, you know? Um, so yeah, it's a lot of it's boils down to that sense of entitlement that, that young people, and I've, I've seen it around the world. I've traveled all over the world and I've seen it like, yeah, everybody's afraid of offending somebody or, you know, or, or, you know, like you again, the entitlement issue, like no, nobody owes you a damn thing. Yeah. So even at sixth grade, if you want good grades, you got to work hard. If you want better grades, you got to work a little harder. That's that's I, I'm a firm believer in meritocracy. You get what you deserve. Mm. I um I completely agree with uh with two points there, man. In the sense of the socioeconomic divide being the biggest one. Yeah, um, I believe so too. I think poverty knows no prejudice at the end of the day. Yeah. Don't give a shit about your fucking color of your skin, the height of your, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. You know, if yeah. you've got nothing in your pocket and you got an empty belly, that is also going to be the same for everybody. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, people, people do get offended 
about anything and everything. And guess what? They have the right to. But that also means we have the right to not give a shit about it. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I agree. Like, go go be offended over things. That's all right. Do you think? But I'm going to yeah. do mine. And guess what? Yeah. We don't have to, like, cross paths. We don't have to get in each other's way. You know, that's the the, the beauty of life. You have that freedom to just do yeah. whatever the fuck you want to do, essentially. And believe whatever you want to believe. And that's all right. Have that faith system that keeps you going. And hopefully, you know, puts a smile on your face every morning. And that's great. I hope it works for you. But just because you believe a certain way doesn't mean that everybody else has to believe a certain way. It's like this weird yeah. social crusade, right? It's just like, no, 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 no. We have to say these certain things. So everybody does. And you're like, no. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> we speak English, but it doesn't mean everybody has to speak English. Yeah. You know, there's different languages, there's different words that we can use, you know, like I get it all the time because I swear like a sailor, like, and I'll get it all the time. And you can't say that. I was like, well, technically you can't stop me. Right. And you can say, yeah. I'm not no longer welcome in that room. And I'm like, mega, that's not the room I'm supposed to be in. See you later. You know, and people are just going to figure out their own way of doing things. And I think the uh, differences in people and how they end up, living their life is a is a very unique beauty of of life itself yeah that, that's the beauty in it man is um it's a, we're all different you know but we're not exactly um, the, the human condition is um pretty the average across the board we, we all suffer we all you know have to eat we all have to you know i cuss like a sailor too and it's it's fi finding what room you're supposed to be in like you said you know and people think, yeah, like you said, people think that I do it this way, so you have to do it that way. And mm -hmm. nah, I think that's going to work for me. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, man. And like, it's like, oh, how do you do it? Oh, I'll do it this way. You're like, wow. Like, I never would have thought about that. Let me take some lessons. Let me learn from that. Let me understand your perspective. And guess what? I still don't have to change the way I live. I still don't have yeah. to fucking do, do, do what you're going to do. That's all right. But at least you've like opened your eyes to a different way of living. Like you've seen a different perspective and then you can empathize with more people, show a little bit more compassion and kindness. You don't have to change the way you live. You don't have to no, change I'm, shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I try to be kind and I work, I've worked really hard to be an open-minded individual, but like my natural disposition, I'm a, I'm a pretty mean, irritable, nasty dude. Um, I've been through a lot in my life and, it's it's hardened me a little bit and like people people always want to like tell me oh you should be this way or you should be that way or no, like, go fuck off you know i am the way i am and and that that's not an excuse not to be open-minded and try to grow as a human being but at the end of the day i get to decide how i live you know and that hard-headedness that that alpha male like that that's served me really well you know I've survived things that would kill other people. And, and, and I have a son, I'm raising a son that, that looks up to me and am I going to raise him to be weak? You know, weak things break. There's a gym here in Ohio, the, the super famous world famous gym, Westside barbell. And one of their mottos is weak things break. Yeah. I'm not going to raise my son to be weak, you know, be sensitive to other people, but don't be so sensitive that, that you can't, you can't withstand a little pain. You know, you can't withstand a little work, um, a little suffering, you know, that, that's, that's what, 
whether we like to admit it or not in this world, there's some people have and some people don't. And usually it boils down to how hard you're willing to work and how much pain you're willing to endure. So I'm not raising, I'm not going to raise a weak, weak young man. I'm not. Cause I think I, I completely agree. And I also think weak men cause a lot of problems for the world. Yes, sir. Like, and usually that, and I fucking hate to say it, but usually that gets thrown at the female side. And I think that's completely incorrect. I was like, you got to, you got to sit with that shit, mate. You got to be able to digest it. You got to be able to figure it out. And then guess what? You got to figure out the vocabulary to be able to communicate it effectively to somebody else. Yes, like, sir. it's not just like, oh, I'm going to bottle it up until it blows up. Right. Like, no, yeah. that's also a dumb idea to do as well. Right. Yeah. Like, we need to be able to do something physical and then something creative. And sometimes conversation is that creativity side where we need to, hey, okay, listen, this is what's going on. Be able to explain. But also, I need to do, this i need to go train i need to go hike i need to go swim or paint or whatever you do right to then get things out you're like okay great like you've um communicated it effectively rather than just oh no things are gonna beat me up you know i'm gonna feel certain things and then i'm just gonna lash out at whoever's close to me you're like that's the issue but what's the root of the issue root of the issue yeah. is you're weak so you need to figure that out yeah. Yeah. The, if, if you think strong men are dangerous, just just wait and see what weak men are capable of doing. You know, uh, all, all of the the, the 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 major atrocities that have ever happened in this world were by men and people that that were weak minded and yeah. they, they were soft and they, they didn't do the right thing because it was the right thing. You know, so they, and they, well, they weren't willing to stand up. And, and be held accountable for, you know, what's right and what's, what's moral and what's, you know, good for everybody, not just good for myself. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I, I, I agree with that all, all the way. And it's a scary time, man, because a lot of the time you can't say shit like that, you know, and it's like, no, we can have opinions and perspectives, you know, and we can attack it from every different little perspective we can to be able to come to that conclusion or somewhat of a, this weird compromise of like, cool, how do we stop bad things from happening? Right. Exactly. Um, like one of the, one of the problems in my country, and I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but we've been told for so long that we don't talk about politics and religion. So now nobody knows how to talk about politics and religion. You, you know, you can't, you can't talk to somebody with a differing viewpoint or opinion without causing a fight or an argument because nobody knows how to anymore. Wow. So wow. everything's so divisive and, and polarized that, that there's no in between anymore. And you, you can't use common sense. You have to pick a side. No, fuck that. I'm going to take every individual basis or every individual topic on its own merit. You know what? I don't have to vote for a Democrat because I'm a Republican. I can vote for anybody I want or any topic I want, you know? Um, and pe people have lost sight of uh, why, especially in my country, why this country is, is, is great. And that's because I can do whatever I want to do as long as I'm not hurting anybody else, mm -hmm. you know, and we have a responsibility as, as a society, as a people uh, around the world to, to not just care about ourselves. And that's mm -hmm. where we, we've, we've gotten lost, you know? We have, we've gotten lost. And I, I love that way of putting it instead of just saying, oh, no, they they don't, or we don't, or you people don't. It's like, no, no, we just got lost. We just we just got off the track a little bit. 
and we can always find that path again and we can go back to you know the promised land and that's all right we can we can end yeah. up building for a brighter future it's just we just got a little lost and then sometimes you gotta hey excuse me do you know where this path is and you gotta ask for directions you know and yeah. that's okay we'll find that fucking path yeah. again and we'll go again amen um i've been around the world and i've seen a lot of people good and bad but like I've come to the conclusion that like 99% of the, the world, they're good people yeah, and they want to and across the board around the world, we're electing leaders that don't have that same vision, you know, and weak men, weak men do horrible things. So like you said, weak, weak men cause a lot of problems throughout history. And like, like talk, like the, the idea of toxic masculinity, I don't believe in that. True masculinity is, is a protector, is a lover, and will fight for things that, that that matter to it. It's never abusive. It's 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 uh it, it uplifts people. You know, true masculinity is a great thing, and it, it's never never used to, to to put someone under their thumb. You know. Yeah, I would I would make the argument of that's a boy, not a man. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, it, and it would be the same if, if a lady was doing it. That would be a girl, not a woman. You know, it's like that's exactly. not a that's not a mature person. Healthy. Yeah. Definitely not a healthy person, right? And you're like, okay, well, and and sometimes things happen. You're like, great, like that's not a okay, lock them up, throw away the key, they're an awful person. You're like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, how do we fucking one help them? All right, and then two, stop it from happening in the future. You know, you don't just you don't just um chop off the whole thing and be like, right, no, they're all out. You're like, no, 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 because they're also now going to hate the rest of society and probably cause more pain. It's like, we need to heal some things and then we also need to prevent some things. Yeah. Well, that's that's why, like, it, it starts with with the home. It's mm. it's not the, the government's responsibility to, to, to make you raise good children, you know? Mm. And the, a lot of the problems we have in, in this world – uh, between physical and mental health stem from how we're raising our children. And like my son, my son is a very gifted young man. I'm very blessed. He's, he's big, he's fast, he's strong, but he's kind and he's loving. He's understanding. He's better than me. And because of that, I tell him every day, this isn't about you either. You have a responsibility to change the world, you know, because you're so blessed and so gifted. You, you, you have a very important responsibility to, to love people and, and protect people and take care of people, you know, because the world will crush you if you let it. And you're strong enough to withstand that for you and for other people. hundred percent. Brother, I got three questions real quick. Talk to me. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Oh man. That's like asking me what my favorite food or favorite music is. Um, Like I'm, I'm not a Christian. I, I, I'm not. But love your neighbor like yourself, you know. And what I mean by that is, like, if if you love other people the way you love yourself, then all the problems will go away. Because how do I love myself? I love myself more than anybody, right? I'm a selfish. I'm human. But if you, like, like if I'm driving down the road, and someone cuts me off. Of course they cut me off. They're more important than me. They have somewhere to be, you know, 
if you have that kind of mindset with with everything in your life, then it'll eliminate eliminate a lot of the the selfish anger responses that you have toward the world. You know, mm. life isn't about you; it's it's a, it's about everybody else. I like that. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Oh, the the, the modern advice that like uh, you know, trust your feelings, follow your heart. You know, that's bullshit. Your your feelings and your heart will lie to you. You know. And I teach my kids all the time that have like emotional control issues at my school that feelings are neither good nor bad. Um, they are what they are. They, they help you in a lot of ways, but they can hurt you in a lot of ways. But feelings, whether good or bad, it's, it's your actions that, that dictate who you are as a person. You know, not, well, I, well, I was mad. It doesn't matter if you were mad. You're not allowed to hit people. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to hit people. You're not allowed to rob people, you know? just because you're mad at somebody or you're sad or whatever, you know, do the right thing because it's the right thing, no matter how you feel. For sure. Last question. What are the three words you tell your younger self? Three words I tell my younger self. Never give up. Mm. I know it's cliche and a lot of people say it, but it's cliche for a reason, you know, like life is hard and it'll beat you to your knees if you let it. But, most of the most amazing things ever accomplished in, in, in the history of the world um, were accomplished when there seemed to be no hope at all by people that just refused to quit. So oh, never, never give up, ever. It's been an honor and a privilege, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I'll uh, hope to see you soon. If you go back to the UK, compete, I'll be there. Yes, sir. My man. All right, you have a good day and I'll speak soon. Thank you. Bye, everybody.